G'day punters, uh, we're currently going live in uh, members only at 10 o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, 11 o'clock for you guys south of the border down there, but uh, this will go out on Sunday to the to the general public. We'll go over uh, BJ's strategy for uh, for what is Christmas Day for us punters. Blake, how are you today, mate? It's going to be a good day. I'm excited. Yep. Got just over an hour to the first. I know. Less than an hour to the first at Dubbo. So. Yep. <laughs> Dubbo. Exciting stuff. The good old Dubbo Dubbo Derby Day program. Hey, it's one of the uh, one of the classics. But uh, look, the the weather gods have been all right to us. We're, we've got a good four in Sydney at Rosehill Gardens, and uh, it's a soft five at uh, at headquarters this morning. Uh, soft seven, I should say, at Flemington, um, where we're going to go for our first one, mate. Um, We'll quickly start on a couple. Of, we'll very quickly touch on the Group One races. The the Derby. You're keen on Mr. Maestro. He's been favourite for a long time. Drew the car park. No longer favourite. That's been overtaken by Barclay Square and Sharp and Smart. But do you think there's a bit of a case to be made there? Yeah, I, I don't think the barrier is a huge issue. It's not ideal um, to be drawing 17 at that start. But they'll head forward. They headed forward uh, two back. Uh, in a fast race, and then last night they went back from the wide draw, and that wasn't grand final day, and he still proved too good. Uh, it's not a race that I'd probably be having a bet in, but I've got a futures ticket on Mr. Maestro, so happy to stick with him. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. I got a futures futures ticket on a fellow Kiwi, Sharp and Smart, so um, we might be having a little head-to-head side bet uh, later on this afternoon. The Coolmore again, we're going to go head-to-head here. They've had a rematch, or it, it is the rematch. They've met each other before. In secret and Jackano. Jackano got the better of the Godolphin filly that day over 1400, but back to 1200, In Secret's had a freshen up and you're keen to be with her? Yeah, we might as well uh, get stuck into the, the strategy here because she's in it. In it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm keen to be with In Secret. I just think she has the best setup. We're going to be having uh, seven units on her. She's. What, 28 days between runs? Uh, the stable have... Well, 30, she's 35 days between runs since the Golden Rose over 1,400 metres. We know how good that form is. Uh, it took Jacono all of 1,400 metres to beat her there. Yep. If you have a look at their SP profiles, she started a well-back $2.20 favourite there. So the market absolutely adored her. She had a big drop-off in that final furlong. So you would suggest that she probably didn't run a really strong 1,400 metres, and that was the concern. But she still runs super. Uh, Gets back to 1,200 metres, and that's where she did beat Best of Bordeaux leading into that Golden Rose. Uh, So I I think the setup is better for her, considering that a horse like Jacquino, who, in my opinion, is probably the main danger, has had another grand final in the Everest. He's run super, but he's got to back up two weeks later and peak again in... The, uh, the cool horse. So, yeah, yeah that, that's, that would be my knock. This horse, uh, she's had the 35 days. Stable, uh, they could have chose her as their Everest runner, yep, but they've definitely. dismissed that. She's not a Group 1 winner yet. I think they want to get that on her resume, and they get a really good chance today. I think so, and we've seen sort of the... That Sydney form, I think, in previous years for for the Coolmore sort of comes to the fore. I can remember Exceedance and Bivouac coming through the Golden Rose and... Uh, and then obviously home affairs last year through the Everest and the Heritage Stakes, so that's the way we're going there. Um, we'll go back to the to the start of uh, early on in the day anyway at Flemington. Race two, it is the the Lexus Archer Stakes, over twenty five hundred meters. Uh, winning you're in into the uh, into the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, which we might have something come out Sunday afternoon for a little bit of a Melbourne Cup special, but. Made a horse that hasn't won in, well, it's almost 12 months of the day, almost, isn't it? Uh, he won the Queen Elizabeth this time last year. 
warning, we're, we're kicking things off nice and early with this bloke. Um, five units at $10. Yeah, I think he's a cracking um, play. Yeah, I think that price has gone off slightly, but there's still $8.50 or so available. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good bet. Um, Surefire's uh, probably deserving favourite, but should he be $1.75? Not sure that the rain has helped his chances overnight, and we're getting on to a soft seven. If it gets any firmer, uh, that'd be ideal for Surefire, but I think it's a, a slight risk for him at this stage. Yeah. But warning, I think this horse is absolutely flying. He did enough first up. That was, I think, over 1,700 metres. Warmed up through the line, then got to 1,800 metres. That was a fast race. Wait for age behind Cascadian. He yeah. couldn't keep up, but I loved his work through the line. Yeah. He's got a bit of a pattern of improving third up. Uh, last preparation, he probably wasn't at his best. Uh, the preparation before in the spring, uh, he improved third up. He won third up over 2,600 metres at Randwick, and then he won on the last day of yep. the carnival, winning the Queen Elizabeth. Uh, prior to that, he won third up at Doombin, over 2,000 metres on a soft seven surface. Um, so he does have a pattern of peaking third up. He's third up today. Ollie takes over. Uh, I think he just lands in behind the speed. And this is his track. He's won three races yep. here. He's only won five races in his career. Uh, he loves the big open pastures. Uh, no problem with a rain-affected track. I just, I think he's a, he's a really good gambler at that price. Yeah, I agree, and he is a he's a Victoria Derby winner, so it would be fitting for him to return to the twenty five hundred meters at Flemington on Derby Day and uh, kick things off with a bit of a bang. Um, we'll head up to Sydney for the next part of the strategy, mate. Um, a horse that's coming out of a, a staying group one in the Metropolitan. Uh, we'll go to race four at Rose Hill Gardens, and we're talking about Hammeron from the Chris Wallace stable, uh, currently $3.05. We're having seven units there. Um, you're keen. You think he can bounce back after what was probably a disappointing run in the Metropolitan when he was he was fairly well found, I thought. Yeah, he was really well liked in that Metropolitan. I think they went up uh, 50 or 60 to 1, and he SP'd around that $13 quote. He got into probably single figures at one stage. So he was well liked. He was disappointing. Um, but there is... A few key elements here that suggest that he might bounce back. He was on a seven-day backup there, so we can be forgiving. Maybe he didn't back up yep. as well as they expected, but he's uh, been given a bit of a freshen up here. He is 21 days. He is 21 days. He's 28 days between yep. runs. Uh, the blinkers go back on. He's back in trip. He's had a tick over trial. He's got the SP profile on uh, Pink Ivory. There was a small beaten margin there uh, when he was second up at Rose Hill over 1,800 metres. So he's got that SP profile. He started $2.10 that day. She started about $8.50. She got over yep. the top of him. Uh, but he didn't really get going until uh, he got outside horses and, and found the line really nicely. And then two back over this track and distance, he drew wide. That was in benchmark 88 grade, and he went nearly back to last uh, but he found the line really nicely. That was behind quality time. Yep. I think that was an on-speed day, and I, I just think he bounces back. He's got enough in his favour to suggest that he bounces back. Yep. I agree. Um, it, it, obviously, the horse that did beat him, Pink Ivory, that you mentioned, uh, and you know a bit of a weight swing as well, so that's always a positive sign. Uh, the next one, mate, and yeah, you're happy to say this is your best bet of the day at Rose Hill Gardens. Race 5, Horse 7, Winning Verse. Um, we were talking about this yesterday, and it is a bit of the setup, isn't it, really? We've seen it win at Caulfield uh, roughly six months ago, uh, beating a horse that's in this field as well in Authentic Jewel, and you think she can do it again? Yeah, I think the setup for her is absolutely perfect. Uh, first up, last preparation, uh, she 
pulled up with an issue first up over 1,100 metres at Randwick. Then she went five weeks between runs. She had a tick over trial. She went to Caulfield over 1,100 metres, and she absolutely bolted in. Yep. Uh, this time, first up, she was good. Uh, she was well-liked by the market. She was back from double figures into around $10, $9 quote. Uh, she just found Fox Fighter too strong late, a, a rock-hard fit Fox Fighter. Uh, he was given an absolute peach by Sam Clippen in that day to get over the top of her. But she's gone five weeks between runs here. She has had a lovely tick over trial in between. Uh, lands 1,100 metres, probably going to be on speed. She puts herself into the race, and yep. I just think she's terribly hard to beat. Yeah, she certainly looks that way, doesn't she? Um, I, I really liked that run. Uh, when was it last start, second to, to Foxfighter, who we, we managed to find we that did, day that too. We did, that was so. about $21, which was good. But outside of her, I just think it's a bit of a... A pus race. Um, it's it's Wednesday form. It's yep. it's provincial form. It is horses uh, such as the, the horse that runs second to her at Caulfield, Authentic, Authentic Jewel. Jewel. Yep. She's probably the best of them, but she's out of form. So yep. you'd think that winning verse finds the right race. Yeah, you you would think so. I tend to agree. Um, the next race, mate, race six. It is the Rose Hill Gold Cup. Is that the way we're going? We're going race. It is race six. Yeah. Uh, the Rose Hill Gold Cup, 2,000 metres. Stockman's taking his place in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, so we think even though he was an impressive winner and he's clearly the class of this field, uh, we're happy to be against him this afternoon as he'll probably just be having a bit of a tick over and stretch the legs a little bit. You've got a couple of... You've got two Queensland Derby winners in this field, Cucaracha, Pinarello, uh, but we're going right down the bottom to a horse that, from memory, was beaten by Cucaracha in a derby, and that's he's a shocker. Yeah, I think he's a shocker. Uh, the, the drying conditions is probably not favourable. There's been a little bit of money for him this morning. I think we, we were on at about $15 last night. He's into $9.50 or $8.50, Jamie Carr. He's just set up and he comes out of the right races. Yep. Uh, so... He was Hopefully probably warning can win earlier in the day be nice. and frank the form out of, be the, nice. out of the Craven played at Randwick last start. But yeah, two back, he was probably outclassed at term, in the Turnbull, the Group 1 Turnbull yep. behind uh, Smoke and Romans. But he did get well back, yep. um, and that was a race they went slow and they zipped home. So he, he wasn't suited by the race shape as well. And then he was really good at weight for age behind Cascadian last start. Yep. That was a really fast race, and he... Really warmed up late. He probably should have finished closer to the winner. He was held up at probably... Well, he wasn't held up, but he had to change course at the furlong. But I loved his work through the line. He was back in trip there. Uh, he gets back to 2,000 metres here. As I said, probably the drying track is against... He hasn't had too much exposure on it, so I'm not going to label him a wet tracker. But he's yep. currently in Australia. His best form has been on rain-affected ground. But he gets onto a he gets into a winnable race and he's much better much better suited by the quality conditions of this race. Comes in with fifty three and a half or something around there. Yep, uh, he does look. He, he's always sort of. I can remember watching him at track work actually on the the Tuesday before he went around. It, it was either the it was it was either the Derby or the uh, whatever race he ran in before that, and he was he looked a really nice mover and he didn't really do a great deal when he was in Queensland and then he's been back in Melbourne. He strung a couple together and. Now he finds what looks a really suitable race. Um, we've got one more to get through at uh, Rose Hill Gardens, and it is the Nature Strip Stakes. And then we've got a question in the comments there from Cameron, so we'll head back to that after this one. But we may as well get through the Nature Strip Stakes. Um, Eduardo, he was a, he was a dominant winner first up in the Concord Stakes, wasn't he? And then he obviously bumped into Nature Strip second up, um, and then disappointing in the in the Everest, I think. But you're happy to make a case that he can bounce back and find his best here in, in what is a race that I'm fairly certain he won last year. 
Yes, he won this race last year. I think he's a cracking gamble. Uh, as you said, he won first up that Concord Stakes. That was on a heavy track. It was, I basically, he won well there, but I don't think he got the fitness he needed um, for that shorts because yep. he really travelled into that race. It was a fast race. Um, it looked like he and Nature Strip were going to fight it out, but he was a bit soft late. Yep. Um, so I think he just needed fitness there. So we can be slightly forgiving of that. Then he pulled up lame in the Everest. So yep. we can completely put a line through that effort. Uh, Joe Pride keeps him in work. His Rose Hill form is absolutely outstanding. I think he's won four races from five starts at yep. Rose Hill. His last two at Rose Hill have been dominant performances. Uh, two back, he won the Galaxy. That was outstanding. That was under handicap con- conditions. I think he carried 57.5. He went to the front yep. and he bolted in. Last year in this race, uh, he beat Lost and Running. Yep. Uh, he, he went to the front, found the rails, uh, got away from them. Um, he meets Lost and Running, I think, a kilo and a half better for that effort. So I just think that he gets his opportunity to bounce back. He gets complete control of this race. We're not going to um, see ever a speed in this race. No. He, he, can, he can come back under Nash. He can boot off the corner. I think there's probably only two chances. I think him and, and Lost and Running are okay. the best two chances in the race. So that's no disrespect to, to Mazu or Private Eye. Mazu, um, Lost and Running got the better of him in... Uh, two runs prior to yep. the Everest. Mazu peaked on Everest day. Um, lost and running meets him better at the weights. And Private Eye, outstanding in the Everest. But he just draws poorly yeah, here. Yeah, he does. Um, so that, it was that a bit of a surprise to see him so close in the Everest, I think. And Barrier 1 was, you know, obviously to Helpful. thank for that. Yeah. Um, now he draws 12. It's like, yeah, they have to ride for luck and hope you can slot in you know, or ride him cold. Um, mate, before we go to the last race, the best of the day at Flemington, Cameron Pope has asked... What's your thoughts on Vavia in race two at Rose Hill Gardens? I noticed you've got uh, got her on top in your preview. And look, I I think she comes out of some really good uh, form races. Obviously, a third to Joyful Fortune, two back, who who ran well in the Everest, given his uh, his rating against that field. And last start behind Audette at Warwick Farm, and she's come out and won since. Yeah, you've said it all there. Um, she was good. She was well back behind Joyful Fortune at Flemington. Um, she comes out of the, the right races prior to that behind Troach, etc. Um, last start, thought she had her chance behind Audette, but as you said, she's come out and subsequently won. She comes into it with no weight on her back. Um, she's going to roll forward Jamie Carr in the saddle. Uh, I, I do have her on top. I think she's hard to beat, but yes. uh, that, it's just sort of midweek form to Saturday grade, but it's not the strongest race in the world. So, uh, yeah, she's hard to beat, and she's on top for mine. Very good. Um, I agree. I think she'll be very hard to beat early in the day, and we, um, all three of us on Tongue Tight earlier in the week uh, had her on top as well, so there's a lot of people. It could be a little bit of a multi-play into this one that we're about to go into, uh, BJ. We're going to race nine at Flemington. It's your best bet. Asphora. In the last, um, I dare say she'll be heading a lot of multis. Yeah, I think uh, I think come last race at, at Flemington, she'll be really well supported. I I, I have her marked around uh, two dollars thirty. I think she's I think she's very hard to beat. Uh, we've seen what she's done this preparation. First up at Hillside, she was outstanding, and then she went to the Valley. She had absolutely no luck, and then it last was sickening uh, if you were on it, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it was a shocker. Yeah, that was horrible. And she was off the map too. She was off the map. <laughs> she was she was well backed again. The market absolutely adores her. Last start, yeah. she was off the map. Um, thousand meters, she led at an even tempo, but yep. she exploded in that last four hundred. Yep. She was eased down on the line. Um, she gets to eleven hundred meters. That was on a soft seven surface, so no problems with the rain affected ground. The only test for it is her uh, Flemington down the straight. 
that was that that would be my my. That's the only knock you could come. That's the only knock you could have on her. Um, yeah. Really, like she hasn't she hasn't been proven down the straight and. But I don't see any reason why she won't handle it. Um, the 1100 is not a problem. She went to 1200 last preparation. Um, that was behind Argentia. She did plenty of work from a wide alley, um, and she stuck on really well. So 1100 meters, no problems. I think she she'll go forward. Hopefully, she she can find a little bit of cover. She probably doesn't have to lead, and and then she explodes in that last 400. But I expect her to be heavily backed in that last race. She's just she's very good. Very, very, very good. Yeah, you could you could genuinely make a case that she should be seven from seven, I think, and uh, she gets a chance to really prove herself on the the big stage this afternoon on Derby Day because a lot of people will be um, will be keen on her. We've got one more, and it's back up in Sydney. And from memory, mate, arbitration was a horse that uh, got us out of well, not out of trouble, but it was a, it was a winning bet uh, last time it went around. It's had about a month between runs, been back to the trials. We're just having a small bet at the $8.50, but uh, you think arbitration from the Blue Army can win race 10 at Rose Hill? Yep. Uh, I do think she'll, she can win at Rose Hill. Uh, this, it was a, a similar setup last start, same track and distance. Uh, she drew nine, so she got a, a fair way back last start, but she exploded away. Uh, prior to that, we could have been forgiving on that heavy 10 surface at Ranwick uh, behind Hell I Am. Uh, she just... The, the, the race shape didn't suit her there. Previously, previously to that, she was good behind Pizarro and she bolted in first up. Uh, she likes the track conditions. She gets um, to a perfect distance, uh, which she was at last start. But she's had a she's had a lovely tick over trial in between, and I think she's really hard to beat. She's 31 days between runs. I haven't marked around $6, so I think there's a little bit yeah. of a value there, and I think she's hard to beat. Just... There's a few in the race, like Democracy Manifest and, and Strom Bowley bringing midweek form to Saturday grade. I think she's a genuine Saturday horse. Um, I Am Lethal's been really well supported this yep. morning. Uh, he's a dry tracker. He gets conditions to suit, and he can settle much closer than he did last start at Eagle Farm. But, um, yeah, I think she's set up nicely. I, I think the Blue Jackets, uh, on the back of a freshen up, with a tick-over trial in between, yep. they've got a really good record they do. Um, landing <laughs> they, the money. Yep. And uh, you, well, you mentioned the, the Blue Jackets and James Cummings flying. Zach Lloyd, uh, 10 winners from his last 50 rides too. I don't think he's had a Saturday winner yet, or maybe not even a Saturday ride. So hopefully this is a good way to... Oh, that'd be nice. It would be, nice. be a lovely way hopefully for him to finish Hopefully we can be off. on his uh, first Saturday winner. Yeah. That'd be nice. I think the Lloyd boys actually, Jaden's on uh, gave us up in the last at Eagle Farm, I think is a great bet uh, in the get-out. So maybe the, the Lloyd boys double. double. Rose Hill yeah, and uh, at Eagle Farm. End the day. Um, anything to leave the punters with, mate? Obviously, a, a cracking afternoon of racing. We've got three Group Ones. We've got the Golden Eagle back in Rose Hill. It's uh, it's all happening. Yeah, the Golden Eagle is going to be a good race. I, I I I think I wish I win is the value in the race. I couldn't be with the favourite, um, Jamie Spencer. Um, he didn't give Gold Trip a real good steer <laughs> last start. So um, oh, just he's a world class jockey. But um, yep. this is a full field at Rose Hill. Um, there's going to be plenty of speed, and I think that that horse is going to be a big drifter today, light infantry, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I um, I might have to take the Queensland hat off, but I think Gypsy Goddess just looks... Um, she looked a treat in that photo that we posted yesterday, and um, I think, you know, a bit of sense of timing around her, so it's going to be an absolute cracking race yet she again. She goes in the quaddy. She does, and uh, I think from... I, I think I could be wrong, but going through it, 
I'm pretty sure every Golden Eagle winner has won a Group 1 previously, and so there's not a, a great deal of Group 1 winners in there. You've obviously got In the Congo, Hinge, Gypsy Goddess, Fangirl, um, and outside of them, and, and Converge, I think they're the only Group 1 winners in the field. Did Halal win the... No, he ran second to the yeah, NMO and Captivon, didn't he? Know. So um, if you're going down that path, then there's only four or five chances, but... I wish I went pretty stiff not to win the Turak, I thought, last start against the pattern of the afternoon, and that's where you are. Yeah, well, the market loved him in that Turak. Um, he was he SP'd about $2.10, so um, the market thought he could win a Group 1 race last start, and yep. it has him down as a genuine Group 1 horse. So um, that was the case with I'm Thunderstruck last year. He won the Turak going in. He SP'd about yep. $3.50 in that Turak, and he came down here, and he, he won the Golden Eagle. So similar setup for I Wish I Win. I know he didn't win the Turak, but he uh, started a short price favourite, and he was good. Mate, the other race that we didn't touch on, um, and we will very briefly, is the Group 1 Empire Rose back at Flemington. La Creek, she's, she's very well-liked around. I, I don't think I've heard anyone else tip another horse in the race at this stage. She's uh, She comes off a Group 1 victory in New Zealand. She gets James McDonald, who is uh, you know, he's the, the man at the moment at the moment, isn't he? He's just airborne. Everything he hops on seems to be winning, and she looks really hard to beat, but... The other Kiwi, Philly, she's lickety-split. She gets in with 49 kilos under weight freight conditions, and uh, those three-year-old fillies have got a pretty good record in this race. Yep, no bet in the race for me, um, but I, I think it's between the, the Kiwi, Philly and Mare, um, Le Crick. I just I don't know too much about her. I've seen her wins in, in New yep. Zealand, but it's hard to line up the form, and it's hard to dive in at $2.30, but James has had really nice things to say about her, and he's excited to ride her. Um, but, yeah, she's lickety-split. She's been good since she's been in Australia. Um, I don't think she was really suited on that really, really heavy track behind Madame Pomeroy. No. But previously to that, she, she rode a, a fast speed, and she was too good in the prelude. So... Um, 49 kilos, weight for age. I think she'll give the race a shake for sure. A lot to like, isn't there? Yeah, yep. no doubt. Beautiful, mate. Well, that's Derby Day. That's the strategy. Done and, done and won, hopefully. Yeah, done we and can, We can say done and won by the end of the yet. afternoon. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's Christmas time for us punters. So um, if you're out there and having a bet, do so responsibly. But, of course, uh, back plenty of winners. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.